You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. So yeah, my name is Mike O'Reilly. Um, my wife Harley um, and my daughter Piper were going to this church for about three years, um, and we left last December um, and moved to Aurora. Um, we just felt God bringing us there, um, for some reasons, still don't know why, but at the time it was kind of logistical. Um, we were growing out of our place. Um, we got pregnant again, and so she's due at the end of August. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's been quite a journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's only been a few months since we've been members here, and Joe asked me to come speak, and I was like, yeah, I probably got about 10 minutes, so we'll see what, see what the Lord says. I don't even... I haven't written anything. I just got a notebook just because. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'll be speaking out of Psalm 28. And it wasn't my intention because I know that the well does summers in the Psalms. Um, and it was not my intention to speak out of the Psalms. And then the Lord's like, you're going to speak a Psalm and you're actually going to go backwards, the one that we've already talked about. So I was like, okay, let's do that. Um, <clears throat> what's going on here? Um, yeah, so I'll just start off with... Uh, prayer and is everything all right? All right, I'll just pray real quick. Father, thank you for today. Um, God, the only thing um, that I can actually ask you is for you to be with us and to be here. And um, God, we just want you. We just want your presence. That's the only thing that we're chasing. That's the only thing we look forward to. That's the only thing that we can seek. That's actually worth anything. And um, anything that's not of you that comes out of my mouth today, Father, just let it be forgotten. Um, let it just have no importance and let it just meander away. Um, but Father, I just ask that you just use me. And God, I ask that you genuine, genuinely speak to every person here. Um, that's what I, I feel that you have for today is to speak to everybody. And um, so yeah, God, just be with us today and just uh, help us have some fun while we look in your word. Amen. You guys ready to cry or what? I'm just kidding. I know. I already did it this morning, so it's all good. <laughs> um, Psalm 28. Um, I felt to title this David and his dead ends um, because, like, what happens when you reach a dead end in a road or at work? You're just like, okay, like, now what? Like, what's going on? Like, and <clears throat> David, I feel like, had a lot of those moments. Um, whether he was being chased, whether he was chasing, uh, whether he was being tempted, it just came a lot to certain points in his life, and those certain points, the decisions he made resulted in different outcomes for the rest of his life. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a lot of importance, um, just in what we, what we decide on things. And Sometimes God, like he obviously gives us a choice, um, and he uses either choice, but I do believe that there are some right choices. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to read actually out of the message version again. Um, uh, so Psalm 28 says, Don't turn a deaf ear when I call you God. If all I get from you is deafening silence, I'd be better off in a black hole. I'm letting you know what I need calling out for help and lifting up my arms towards your inner sanctuary. 
Don't shove me into some jail cell with those crooks, with those who are full-time employees of evil. They talk a good line of peace, then moonlight for the de devil. Pay them back for what they've done, for how bad they've been. Pay them back for their long hours in the devil's workshop, then cap it with a huge bonus. Because they have no idea how God works or what he is up to, God will smash them to smithereens and walk away from the ruins. Blessed be God, he heard me praying. He proved he's on my side. I've thrown my lot in with him. And now I'm jumping for joy and shouting and singing my thanks to him. God is all strength for his people, ample refuge for his chosen leader. Save your people and bless your heritage. Care for them. Carry them like a good shepherd. <sighs> um, David, I mean, most of you know that David was a man after God's own heart, um, and likely so. He speaks from his heart. Um, but I found like a lot of the, the psalms that he speaks out of um, and the ones that he wrote, he, it's like he first talks out of his flesh. And um, like whatever, whatever that means for you, whether it's, I mean, because there's, so there's, say there's optimists, there's pessimists, but then there's kind of realists. And usually whatever you get, like the first thing that they say about a situation out of any one of those three people is normally out of the flesh. It's just something that <clears throat> it's not thought out um, and it's not, it's not provoked. And um, so it's like, as you read this, it's just like, okay, like we get it, David, back off a little bit. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy the way that you can learn that you can actually talk to God. And um, because in essence, out of the flesh, inside is the heart. And so a little piece of what the flesh speaks has some heart in it. <clears throat> um, yeah, this, uh, all right, here we go. Someone's putting water in my eyes. Um, <laughs> a while back, uh, I don't know, Harley, she self-diagnosed me with depression. <laughs> And it runs in my family and stuff, but um, I felt that whatever we experience, the things that we experience, um, I feel like there's actually no escape. Because if God uses everything and if he wants us to endure certain things, he puts us in certain situations, then we're supposed to be there for a reason. And I feel like we're actually supposed to pray for that. And so I felt that I wasn't even supposed to pray for safety. I wasn't supposed to pray for, um, like, comfort for my family. Because um, if I do that, then that's hindering God from putting them through trials that's going to refine them and purify them and make them better, better people, and myself included. So, <clears throat> and I actually got mad when people prayed for safety and prayed for peace. Um, because it's like, if you pray for that and you don't get it, you're going to be mad at God. If you set up certain expectations that God is going to make this life easy and coasting, then you're setting yourself up for failure, failure and you're not going to like God. Like, you're not going to like him at all. <laughs> and I thought that for like a year, that I couldn't pray for good things. <clears throat> 
But then it's easy enough out of Matthew 7, 7, where it says, ask and you shall receive. And God is a good God. Only good comes from God. And it's not that... It's not that you set yourself up for failure. It's just a test of faith is what it comes out to in the end. And um, it doesn't matter if we're wrong. God is still God and God is still good. It's just our perspective is different and wrong. And so we actually just have to ask for a good perception, a healthy perception of God. And in that, we can worship in a healthy way. So, um, yeah, then you can kind of see in Psalm 28, where it kind of talks about um, just David speaking about evil and evildoers, and it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, David, you go get them. Like, <laughs> throw your punches. But uh, it's just, at first when I read that, it's just like, David, like, you have, you have no right to point fingers. Like, like, you're there, man. Like, you're sinning, too, throughout your life. Like, this psalm, it's kind of weird the way that psalms is set up. It's not chronological at all. It's like everywhere. So Psalm 28 was actually after um, Absalom, his son, um, was chasing him. And so he's got a lot like that's going through his mind of the people that have done him wrong in his life and stuff. And, um, but actually, like just rereading the, that middle section of that chapter, it really just shows um, God's hate for evil and uh, his desire for justice. Um, but it it's really like only God can have that because if we have that, we can use it for good. But <clears throat> at least for myself, I speak for myself. Um, I'm very justice driven and I use that in the wrong way. Um, I hate evil, but because of that, I don't pray for the evil. Um, it's just, I just want to throw punches at it and it's just, there's no point to it. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't pray for it. Like if I have, if I got beef with somebody, I don't pray for them. And I wish I did, but I confess that I don't. Um, and so then I can only pray that the Lord would remind me of certain times like that, that I can bring myself into correction and be aligned with God's Spirit. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the chapter, we see uh, David speaking what seems to be more out of his spirit. Uh, David, like the life that he lived, a lot of it is just like, how can he be so joyous? Like, how can he be dancing in front of the ark? How can he, um, you know, like he's, he's setting up his life um, eventually at the end for Solomon to become king. And I can imagine he'd be really, really freaking grateful for that, to be king of Israel still, like his, his, uh, his heir. And I don't know about you guys. Like, I find joy to be really, really hard. Um, because it seems like the older you get, joy is just more of a choice, and you don't actually really get joy from anything. <laughs> like, does anybody agree with that? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> it's like you have to, like, create your own joy, and if you do that, then it's still not right, and it's still false. But <clears throat> it says, like in uh, verse 7, it says, Now I'm jumping for joy and shouting and singing my thanks to him. I would never do that. I would never jump for joy. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a really boring person, but like, I would just never jump for joy. I'd just be like, oh, finally, something went right. You know? like, 
<laughs> Finally, like something happened that it was supposed to. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> but bless David for for saying that. And it's like, yeah, Father, I just I just pray that all of us would be able to to act more out of our heart. It's just such a hard thing. It's like we don't actually know our hearts. God, you're the only one that does. God, you you put our hearts under pressure. God's pretty good at that. Um, different pressures create different outcomes. So say like steel, for instance, um, forging steel. Actually, as soon as the hammer hits the hot steel, the flaky pieces, the pieces that aren't the pure steel, they fall off, they break off, it hardens it and compacts it and makes it what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to be used for. It's, it's a harder material, it's more pure, it's better quality. <coughs> and things like gems, um, gems, diamonds being the hardest, they're created under pressure, it's just a bunch of minerals. It's not really anything, it's just minerals and it's being compacted, compressed, and then it actually, I found this out this morning, it needs heat, and so like the tectonic plates um, of the earth, they have to move. They have to create friction to create heat, and then it also has to have that pressure on the minerals to create the gem, to create something beautiful. I was like, wow, okay, analogy time. Um, <clears throat> so our lives, we have different pressures. I mean, man, everybody's different, right? Everybody's experiencing something different. Whether, man, whether you lost a kid, um, whether you lose a job, whether you're whether you get angry at somebody, somebody gets angry at you, there's different types of pressures and they're not all the same. And, but different pressures create different outcomes. <coughs> um, but, so you have to have that pressure, but then in order for it to be something good and for it to be something beautiful, you have to have friction, you have to have movement. And so if God puts a pressure, allows pressure on your life, I should say, then you have to move and you have to do something with it, otherwise nothing good is gonna come out of it and it's actually just gonna get worse. Um, <clears throat> like David and his pressures, um, he was chased by his soon-to-be dad. And I think about that, like a father figure, like a man that's gonna be a father to me, like I, I look for that and I, I want that. Um, but this man's like chasing him. He wants to kill him. Like, what kind of pressure is that? That's insane. And then from Bathsheba, it wasn't Bathsheba, it was the temptation. He could have done nothing. And I can't imagine that him living above, up on a hill, seeing a woman on a rooftop, I can't imagine that that had never happened before. Like, I can't imagine that was the only time that that had happened. But it's because he made the wrong move it was the wrong type of friction, and it became something ugly for him at the time. But then again, God is good, and <clears throat> God used that and changed his life. And um, he still blessed him with Solomon, who became king after him. Like, God blows my mind. We live so much in the now that it's like, okay, like I can think of like the next week, I can think of certain plans, and if God comes through with those, like that's awesome. Like, that's, that's what matters, that's, that's what I care about. But God's like, God's at the end of your life. <laughs> he's like, he's just waiting, like, 
this is for you. I have this set up for you. He's probably not going to tell you because that's how it works. I wish he did. But <clears throat> like, I only have good for you. Only good can come from the Father. Um, yeah, We can know who's speaking to our hearts um, by the way that we're feeling. Um, some of you might disagree, um, but, and some of you might think that feelings are just some flucy thing, but actually, I, I'd like to combat that, but also I'd like to talk to you about it. So <laughs> this is why I don't like uh, preaching, because it's only monologue. It's like, yeah, you guys are thinking something else, and I'm up here just <laughs> yapping away. <laughs> but um, feelings are actually really important. The way that you feel is really important. Um, because if it wasn't important, then God wouldn't have made them. They, would, they just would be non-existent. The way that you feel shows you um, what's going on around you. And so we can know who's speaking to our heart by the way that we're feeling. Are you depressed? Are you full of anxiety? Are you lonely? Um, are you addicted? Anything. Anything that you can, can think of that's not pure and not holy and not good, um, the devil's speaking to your heart. And as soon as you can recognize that, the, the, the sooner you can jump on it and be like, no, and speak truth into your life through God's word. Um, <clears throat> and you know, it's really funny. It really sucks, actually. It's not funny. Um, <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, like I'd say, at least for myself, 95% of the time, the devil's speaking to my heart because I'm uncomfortable and I don't like it. It's like, why that little bit, God? It's like, why every morning? <clears throat> I really didn't want this to be testimonial. <laughs> Um, why every morning do I wake up and it's dark outside and it just feels dark in my life? It's like, I don't want any of it. I don't want to do any of it. It's hard. And I also didn't mean to complain either, but man, life is freaking hard. It doesn't matter how good it looks. All right. I also wasn't going to point fingers. But Eric, I'm going to point my finger at you, man. <laughs> gotcha. You have, like, the bluest of blue-collar jobs. <clears throat> and I'm not disregarding other jobs, but, like, I know Eric, and nobody does, and he's been doing it for a long time. And uh, it's not that you do the same exact thing every day, but you're familiar with it. A lot of the things you do are the same day to day. And, uh, like, how do you keep smiling, man? I'm smiling right now. I'm still crying. 
I don't know, man. I just, I just want to honor that. Like, like thanks for keep going, man. Like, <laughs> like you're not just doing that for yourself. You're doing that for other people. And everybody is. It's just most of the time we just don't even talk about it. It makes me angry. Because the devil can be like. It's just another day. Like, you're not doing anything. It's just another day, and everybody's the same. It doesn't matter. But we just got to talk about this stuff, <laughs> apparently. <clears throat> yeah, I found uh, the reason that it seems like the devil's speak to, speaking to our hearts most of the time, if not. It seems like all the time. John 14, 30. Uh, Satan gets referred to as the ruler of the world. And we're living in that world. <clears throat> we don't have a choice. It's like a lot of my prayers are just like, okay, God. <clears throat> I'm just going to do the human tendency and just keep on going. Like, <laughs> I feel like I don't know anything. I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> And I just pray, pray that you bless it. <laughs> it seems really unintentional. But that's all that I can pray right now. Um, I hope most of you don't feel like this. But if you do, then God just wanted to speak to you today. Um, and uh, I think he wants to speak to all of you individually. Um, I had a really hard time. I was like... Preparing for this sermon, I was just like, like so many different things, like <clears throat> so many different things. And the only thing that I knew that I didn't want to do was speak out of Psalms. And God's like, you're going to speak out of Psalms. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but I had a lot of different thoughts. Um, I don't have them uh, backed up by verses, but I kind of just call them words to live by. Um, and I didn't want to share them because of the fact that I don't have verses to go along with them. I'm sure you could probably find them. Um, but I want you to take them. To, man, there's like seven of them. Um, but as I read them off, I want you to guys just to, like if it's not you, or if you think it's wrong, then just like let it go. Like don't even think about it again. Um, but some of them I'll actually reread twice. Uh, and God, I pray that you speak to people's hearts. And I pray um, that you lead them to do something about it and that you lead them to move and create friction, even though it hurts, even though it sucks. That's the only way to be more like who you want us to be, God. <sighs> Amen. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm going to start off... Um, there's a, it's kind of like backtracking a little bit, but not really. Um, with the whole pressure thing, um, there's different types of pressure, and um, we all feel different types of pressure. And so maybe this will link with you, maybe this will connect with you, uh, maybe it won't. But I did a little word study um, under 
the, uh, so there's seven different words, which is ironic because seven means complete, but there's seven different words um, with the root word of press. <coughs> and I'm gonna read them all. Um, so obviously, depression. Depression is a sunken place or area. It's a lowering or reduction of. Uh, suppression, which is a conscious avoidance of unwanted thoughts. It's like a forceful prevention of your thoughts that you don't want to think about. There's compression, which is like with the steel or with the gems, where something is compressed, pushed against something else. There's repression, subconscious rejection. So repression is similar to suppression. Um, suppression is more of a passive, like, ah, I, don't want, I don't want this, I don't want to think about it, where repression is like a more aggressive form of that, where it's just like, no, I'm not going to think about this, I'm not going to do this. <coughs> so that's repression. And that's a lot, I feel like repression um, has to do with a lot of like, not wanting to sin. It's just like, no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna think about this. I'm not gonna be tempted by this. It's just like pretty cyclical. Um, <clears throat> then there's impression. Uh, impression is similar to depression. It's marked on surface, um, effect provided in mind by a stimulus. So we can be impressed by something. Um, we see something and it's impressed upon us. Um, kind of, yeah, the stimulus thing is like, it makes you think of something makes connections. There's oppression, which is lying heavily on, um, afflicted or tormented by. And then there's expression, representing, conveying, or manifesting. <clears throat> and I'm going to read this. Hopefully I can read it. Um, just having to do with uh, all those different words. It seems to me there's no avoidance of pressure in our lives. No matter who or what it comes from, self-created or influenced by. Depression and impression take on the same result, but depression is caused from within or underneath, while the latter is from an outside force. Suppression and repression uh, have the same result, uh, while suppression is more passive, as I said, and repression is more direct and active. Compression and oppression, again, similar from outside forces, compression seeming from one direction against another, forcing a result, while oppression um, is overlooming. It's like a gravity is sitting on top of it. Um, expression seems to be pressure's only way out. The things we feel reveal our innermost heart's condition or display resulting in how we react and respond to everything. <coughs> Um, yeah, so expression is basically, the way that we express ourselves is what's on our heart. Um, <clears throat> because all the pressures that we feel and all the things that we go through, situations, occurrences, everything has an impact on our heart and we're going to express that in some way or another. Whether it's like some physical outlash, whether it's a facial expression, um, that just shows you where your heart's at. <clears throat> so. Yeah, okay, now I'm going to read this list of stuff. Okay. <laughs> if you think only what you do gives you joy, then you are controlling your own life. 
and I want to read. Um, actually, okay, I do have scripture for this one. That's cool. <laughs> Just about joy, and I have a really hard time with joy because um, I always felt like the only way I could get joy is if I created it. If uh, like, oh, I have to choose joy. Like, oh, this really bad thing is happening to me. I choose joy. What does that even look like? Like, huh? smiling? Like, I have no idea other than just like choosing that God is good. Like, maybe that's the joy. Um, but I looked up different ways um, that joy, either we choose it or it comes into our lives. Um, Nehemiah 12:43. The Lord gave them great joy, for that they celebrated and praised. Isaiah 4, 7. You have put more joy in my heart. Uh, Psalm 16, 11. Oh, that last one was Psalm, sorry. In Psalm 16, 11, There is a fullness of joy. Joy can be full and joy can be complete. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. Taking joy from the Holy Spirit. You know, you can take, you can take joy. Holy smokes, you can take it. Psalm 30, verse 5, joy comes with the morning. So that's, like a, that's awesome, because that's a joy I don't have to choose. <laughs> that's a joy that just comes. That's easy. Psalm 33, 21, hearts brim with it, because we have taken his last name. And 1 Timothy 6, 17, God richly provides us with everything to enjoy. <clears throat> So God gives us that. I hope that encourages you guys. Because before I found those, I was just really angry. <laughs> and I thought it was all on me, and it's not. And I confess that. <clears throat> See, if you think only what you do gives you joy, then you are controlling your life. If you are questioning whether you deserve the things that you have because you feel you can't enjoy them, as long as they aren't creating separation from God, then you can, because only good can come from Him. I'll read that again. If you're questioning whether you deserve the things that you have, because you feel that you can't enjoy them, as long as they aren't creating separation from God, then you can enjoy them. You can thank God for them. We need to find the things that give us life, not the things that make us wish we were somewhere else. I'm very guilty of that. <clears throat> I love a certain few TV shows, and they always make me wish I was someone else, somewhere else. And it really sucks, because actually sometimes I'll go throughout my day and I'll like, think about that television wishing I was somewhere else. <clears throat> um, oh, sorry. We need to find the things that give us life, not the things that make us wish we were somewhere else. And it's hard because the things that actually matter, the eternal things, you can't see them. Like Paul says in, I can't remember if it's first or second Corinthians, um, the things that um, are eternal are unseen and the things that are seen are temporal, they're temporary, they just, they won't last. It's like, okay. What kind of goggles do I got to put on to find the eternal thing, since that's all that I want, since that's all that I need? <laughs> Bible, it's right there. Um, next one. 
It's not about the questions that you ask, uh, but the questions that you can provoke in others. That one, I, okay, I don't love questions. I have a lot of questions, but I love questions because sometimes I get answers, and when sometimes I get answers, I feel in control. So really, they're not that great. <laughs> but um, this saying, uh, came about it. Um, if you can provoke questions in other people, though, then maybe that will lead them closer to God. Maybe that will get them to, because even if you're asking God questions, like, you're in conversation. Like, that's in a good place. As long as you're acknowledging him and talking to him, that's, that's a good thing. Even if you're angry. I'm angry at God most of the time, probably. But I thought about it the other day. I was like, you know what, God, even if I fight with you the rest of my life, like, at least it's with you. And if I'm fighting with you, that means I'm this close to you, you know? Like, that's the closest you can really be. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to hug, though, but whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes the Lord makes us sit in darkness to know where the light is and how bad we need it. Sometimes the Lord makes us sit in darkness to know where the light is and how bad we need it. And just like other things, we can become familiar with the darkness. Things like addictions. You think that it's not really hurting you. It's not really hurting other people, and it is. It's because you got familiar with it. And now it's a habit. I heard that a habit is created, like, after you do something, like, 60 times. That's a lot. And then a habit is a hard thing to break. You can become familiar with the darkness. Okay. And this is something that is really hard. Um, I want to say it's really hard for men, but... I'm not going to be sexist. Um, this can be for anybody. <laughs> um, take time off of work. <sighs> Forget the little bit. <laughs> of money that the overtime pay is going to do for your family. Because <laughs> I can guarantee you, almost guarantee you, you don't need it. <sighs> if you have kids, they don't want your money. They want you. You give, if you give your kids your intention, they won't seek your attention. <clears throat> if you don't have kids, be as intentional as you can in your relationships. And I'm not saying that people with kids shouldn't be intentional in their relationships, but it's a lot easier if you don't have kids. Um, I'll say be as intentional as you can in your relationships. And maybe that means something like missing work even, <clears throat> to be with friends or other family. Nothing speaks love more than your time. Yep. Oh. 
Yeah, the move for us um, from Donovan to Aurora is good in the sense that I don't see work the same. I don't want to be at work because it's like, oh man, like just this little extra cash, you know, a couple hours OT every day throughout the week. Man, that builds up, but that that's gonna be nice. We can actually do something with it. And the only thing that that buys is like a couple days off of work. Like <laughs> you're working more to essentially. To me, it just doesn't make sense anymore. So now I just, I just don't want to work. And it's weird because like I love to work with my hands, but I just want to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best thing in this world is just watching my daughter grow up. But in which she's sick now. Otherwise, you guys would be able to see her. So. <laughs> And Harley wishes she could be here too, but that's why they're not here. But anyways, um, yeah, if this spoke to any of you, I hope it did, because I cried a lot over it. Um, I don't like crying. But if this spoke to any of you, just make sure that you do something with it, because otherwise it's just for nothing. Um, just make sure that there's friction in your life, because it makes you a better person. And... Whatever your heart tells you, it shows you who's speaking to it. But then you can also know what kind of pressure, like where it's coming from, or why, or like why the devil's trying to prod you in a certain direction. And that friction is you going against that. And I know that God's going to bless that. So that's what I got for you guys. You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com.